Okay, welcome to today's episode of Forward Thinking. We have on today's podcast, Leah Allen. She's the VP of Marketing at Model N, and Leah is actually one of our past clients and current clients, and we have her on today to talk about a very important topic to all you marketers out there, and that's reporting and you know, what metrics you should care about. And when we you know, decided we want to talk about metrics and reporting, we thought of Leah because it's a big part of her world and her role, um, you know, working with a... Um, her team in marketing for a post IPO company. Metrics are super important, you know, uh, profitability, revenue, pipeline. And uh, Leah takes a great approach that we think a lot of marketers can look up to because she's really focusing on the metrics that matter and that her board and C suite really care about. So um, thanks so much for being on today, Leah. Yeah, my pleasure. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to dive right into it um, for everyone. And, you know, if I want to know, Charlie wants to know, what are the metrics that you care about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the, at the highest level, the metrics I care about are the metrics the company cares about. So pipeline and revenue. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how we're set up at, at Model N every week marketing reports our overall pipeline trends and quarterly pipeline coverage to the C-suite. Um, and now to be clear, that is looking at our total ARR pipeline, not just the, what marketing contributes, but we really are taking that holistic view of total pipeline. Um, and of course, these metrics are critical to understanding our ability to meet our bookings targets um, each quarter. And that's really important to our sales team and, and to the company overall. They're also really important to our, our CEO and our CFO as they're thinking about how to set guidance with Wall Street. Um, we also we, we do look at what marketing contributes, marketing source pipeline, marketing sourced um, closed one bookings. Um, but the goal there is we, we really look at that only internally within marketing. And the goal there is to understand what's working and not working and to invest in what matters in moving the business forward versus any kind of uh, credit or, or us versus them. Yeah, and I think having that um, that focus on revenue and pipeline is one of the things that, like Chrissy, Chrissy mentioned, was why we're so excited to have you on because um, we see a lot of companies or a lot of marketers get a little bit tied up in some of the early stage metrics. And I think as we were discussing this before, there's yeah, there's pros and cons to that, and there's the you know, different business models kind of lead to different metrics that you care about. Um, but I think from your point of view, the, that laser focused on what really, really matters to the business um, and then owning that from a marketing organization to be able to, to develop those metrics and the, the strategy behind you know, getting that data and getting it for the business um, is something that I've always really admired um, of you. And so I think from the next question, though, so to you, why is it, why is it important um, for you to really have you know, a target around your know, bookings, pipeline, revenue from marketing? Like, and how have you seen that, you know, really impact what you do as a marketing organization at Model N? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think, I think first of all, it's the primary way where you can align the marketing investment to the business strategy. So, uh, you know, when you're having conversations about what should the marketing budget be, um, how, do you, how do you define what that budget is and how do you justify it? Um, when you can tie it to 
bookings and to revenue, you're able to, um, it's, a, it's a much more clear conversation. Um, so for example, this year in our planning, we're able to show that in order to get X amount more bookings, you need to invest Y amount more in marketing programs. And so then, and we think you have your CFO hat on and you think about, you know, why would I want to invest more in marketing? You can see the direct uh, correlation between investing more in marketing and then getting more pipeline and then bookings out of it um, ultimately. Um, and then, you know, that's that's kind of the cross-functional, you know, as you're partnering with finance. And then I would also say it really helps you make sure that you're designing the right marketing programs for what the company actually needs. Um, so we, for the past couple of years, I've, um, I've developed a pipeline model for the company where you take the bookings target, you take um, assumptions about where those dollars are going to come from for the next two years around maybe it's specific verticals, maybe it's customers, prospects, um, and you put all those in and then what you get out is the amount of pipeline you need across each go-to-market play. And then you, and then that can tell you then, okay, therefore these are the programs that we need to run in order to achieve these booking targets across plays. And so you sometimes, and you know, while, while I think marketing teams often take a, you can take a, an educated guess about you know, the design of your, your program mix. Um, but when you really map it out and you have that numbers basis underlying it, you can, you, you may get some insights that you didn't see before and, and adjustments that you may need to make in terms of your programs. Um, so for example, this year, when we did all of that math and we, we realized the, what the, the model was telling us is that we needed to invest more in customer programs and in, in pipeline programs, marketing to uh, deals are already in pipeline in order to achieve the pipeline or the, the bookings mix that the company was expecting. Um, so that was, you know, that, that really helped us to define our strategy for the year. Uh, in a way that we wouldn't have in, in such a specificity if we hadn't had that um, analysis that was tied tied to bookings. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they, they hear that and they go, okay, I, I need to develop this model um, and I need to come up with my assumptions and build out, I do that math to try and figure out, they, yeah. they don't know where to start and they don't know what assumptions mm -hmm. to make. Can you, I'd love to kind of dive into everything you described there a little bit more. Um, like what were some of the assumptions that you made and what were some of the key um, metrics that you were looking at, conversion rates, things like that, that really helped you build out that model? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so the model really starts with um, what the bookings assumptions are going to be for the next two years, because we have, we have a long sales cycle at Model N. So it, for in this coming fiscal year, we need to build pipeline some pipeline for this year and then pipeline for the following year. So we need to know what the bookings targets are going to be this year and next year. And then what that mix is. We have a vertical strategy. So uh, you know, how much uh, in terms of bookings are we going to get from each vertical and how much are we going to get from customer and prospect? And that that comes for us. Um, I work with our head of strategy. I work with, I validate it with finance and with sales. Um, so those are the, the key groups as that top line input. So that's that's really where it all starts. Um, and then in order, you do need some assumptions around, you need to know how long your sales cycle is, right? That's one, one key assumption. You need to know what your conversion rate is. So how much uh, pipeline, how much of pipeline turns into close one? Is it uh, three times your bookings 
uh, number is it four times your bookings number and then that that factors into the assumptions um and then i think you can make you can break it down more in, in a more granular way as it makes sense for your business but you know i think those are those are kind of the key assumptions that you need to to start the model and then we've, we've also evolved it over time you know the first version of the model was was a, a, a bit simpler um, and then, you know, the next year we added in more complexity as we learned more and as we used it and we're continuing to to refine it. Yeah. And I loved what you said there about, um, you know, working with the other teams and like getting that cross-functional, mm-hmm. um, you know, thought around getting all of the information you need from them. Also yeah. marketing being involved, right? Because like a lot of the pipeline conversations is sometimes you're driven from sales but i think with your case marketing is like right there with sales in that in that um, whole dynamic and i think that marketing can add a ton of value right i mean marketing is obviously there to help create the pipeline for sales um but be able to have that partnership have you found um that to be like an important part of making this model as accurate as you can yeah oh yeah oh yeah critical critical i mean and um you know i think i think one key reason for that is that you want all of those teams, marketing, sales, and finance, to be saying the same thing, right? Like mm-hmm. as you, re- you, everyone reports up to their respective um, C-suite executive. You want to have the same story so that you're giving them clear guidance and um, that it's also clear that we've vetted everything out. Right? That that sales has had their say, marketing has had their say, finance has had their say, and then we've all we've you know um, uncovered all the the potential wrinkles in it and we have a clear coherent story that that we're bringing forward to the c-suite um and then there there's a lot and marketing is an incredibly cross-functional uh, di- uh discipline and having those relationships with finance and with sales ops then in order to get your work done in order to even achieve that pipeline you're going to need to partner closely with those people um, as you execute your plan also so it's important for multiple reasons yeah and you've you're all looking at the same number mm-hmm. um we see a lot of problems where marketing is kind of like generating their pipeline they, they've got their number over here that they're trying to track sales has got their number over here and there's just that misalignment and right. everyone gets into a meeting and you know you, you end up spending most of the time trying to figure out like hey okay, what is the right number like what are we trying to shoot for from a pipeline point of view but you started off with that alignment and it mm-hmm. wasn't like you had to kind of get there afterwards so that's a massively important point totally and i think we see that a lot too um which creates like disjointed experience too whenever those uh reports like need to come into play like when you enter the boardroom like we've heard so many times from people that you know marketing told a different story than sales and but marketing was talking about, you know, something over here and 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 really people, if they actually were paying attention, connecting the dots, they're like, why, why was sales talking about pipeline being this, but then marketing was talking about this. And so when you do enter with the same story, it's just, you know, overall makes your team look better, but it's also just more reliable and you have like one source of truth. So, um, and, and I just wanted to, you know, go back to one other thing you said that I really liked around the importance of marketing, having this number being part of it and not ending up being a cost center, right? If marketing can really tie themselves to revenue, um, you can get that budget, right? How many marketing teams are trying to fight for budget right now 
especially in our marketing ops world, like trying to get more headcount in mops is really difficult. But if marketing is able to really say, okay, this is literally how much we're contributing to the bottom line of the business. And you have that really robustly built out and everyone trusts that number, then that's a much easier budget conversation when you, when the business wants to grow next year and you say, okay, for you to for us to grow, we need more pipeline. For us to have more pipeline, we need more budget. Right. Um, so I just wanted to really call that out there. Yeah, um, exactly. It's the science, the science side of marketing that I think uh, really ties it to. It's the you know it's it's a partnership. It's a go to market team, right? Sales and marketing together. Um, and when you when you do that science of it, then you can show how that exactly works, right? And show mm -hmm. that partnership. Yeah, and I think that's a good kind of segue into what I want to talk about next because there's the numbers, there's creating the data structure, and um, you know, marketing ops can be a great resource for helping develop that and partnering with you know the head of marketing like yourself or VP of marketing, CMO, everyone across um, the C-suite. Like you're looked at to provide those numbers, but I think a big part of that is also then developing the narrative. Like you said, you know, you are reporting back up to your um, C-level who you report into, or then you need to take that and talk about it as um, to your board. And just the narrative um, really can be um, changed depending on who you're talking to. So, um, you know, how important has developing a narrative uh, with your data and reporting been for you? And can you give an example maybe recently of, you know, who the person you were giving that um, narrative to, like maybe based on their role, how you developed it and why that was super important? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that the narrative and the story around the data are so, so critical to being able to turn the data into action. You know, we're we're inundated with data. We have so much at our fingertips, um, but what does it all mean and, and what can you do with it? That's that's really the tricky question. Um, mm -hmm. So the way that we look at it, you know, I think there are three, well, four if you include the marketing team itself, but I, I think they're outside of marketing. There are three core um, lenses through which we look at um, telling the marketing story. So one is in partnership with sales. One is in partnership with product. And then um, lastly is our, our, our CEO and our CFO. Um, so when we're thinking about each of the, we, we spend a lot of time putting ourselves in those people's shoes, you know, from a sales perspective, what do they care about? What do they want to understand? What would be useful for them to understand about marketing? Same thing from a product perspective. Um, and then for our CEO, most recently we have, we did a, um, a real, a deep dive on our pipeline dynamics for him to really understand what was going on in the business. And again, he's not, he's not looking at this in terms of marketing source pipeline. He doesn't, you know, from his view, it's not about marketing versus sales or who's contributing what, where it's about how's our overall, how's the health of the business, right? How pipeline is a leading indicator of how we're going to be doing in the coming quarters and um, insightful for him in terms of uh, how he is thinking about where you know, we're in our Q4 right now. How is he thinking about giving guidance for the next fiscal year to Wall Street? And so understanding our pipeline dynamics is really important to him. Um, and so, so we spent a lot of time uh, refining really even the questions that we wanted, you know, that we wanted to answer uh, mm -hmm. for him. And then uh, making sure that we had all of the data, you know, critical to have marketing ops rock stars helping you uh, ensure the data is absolutely perfect. 
Um, and then, and then, and then turning that into a story that's digestible from his perspective, from the CEO's perspective. And he's not, um, he doesn't think about the marketing data on a regular basis, nor he's not interested in that. You know, he wants to understand like, what is this telling us about the business? So I think being able to translate the data into um, something that's useful and, and interesting to him was was uh, was so important there um, and, and get, giving him the insights he needed to run the business overall. Yeah, can you go into um, some of the narratives that you were able to show, like maybe not kind of specifics around, you know, the 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 ins and outs of kind of exactly what the numbers were, of course, but more around kind of the type of reports, the the way you would tease out that narrative and the kind of information at a high level that you were you were able to give to those three different groups that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know, at the the highest level, so if I am thinking about the 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 story for our CEO, we looked at um overall pipeline and what the mix of that pipeline was uh, or is. So is it, you know, made up of customers and new logos? You know, what's the breakdown between our, our two core verticals? Um, and what is that trend over time? So we could see kind of, you know, how, how what the open pipeline, total open pipeline was looking like over time. Um, we also look at um, uh, so that that sort of sort of moment in time as it continues uh, across the, the months and quarters. Um, then we also look at pipeline coverage, which is looking at pipeline by close date. So that is looking at close date by quarter. So it's um, it, it, he he is looking at okay for for next quarter, do we have enough pipeline coverage to meet our bookings target, and how does that look for the coming four quarters? And what is also that made up of in terms of vertical uh, vertical split and customer prospect split? Um, we also look at um, pipeline development, so new opportunities that are created. That's kind of earlier stage, um, and we look at new pipeline that's created. So are we continuing to add to that pipeline over time? And then something that that is uh, somewhat new that we've introduced in the past couple of quarters that's been really well received, um, actually that Charlie partnered with me on creating, um, is a slide around uh, target account engagement. And so you know, from marketing, from a Model M perspective, we, we have this very targeted go-to-market strategy. We know who our target accounts are, and we have um, tiered them in terms of most valuable A, B, and C. And then um, we uh, developed this chart that showed our engagement from a marketing perspective and a sales perspective, you know, we, we sort of classify the different levels of engagement of those target accounts with us. So that's been really helpful because that's a question that our CEO has asked us like, okay, we know that we have these X target accounts. How well are we engaging them? Like, give me a view of what that looks like. And so, so that, that view is, has been really well received. Yeah. I think that's really important for a lot of people listening because I'm hearing that more and more um, from our clients, but also people in the space, I think from even a top level, they're thinking about, okay, how are we doing engaging our target accounts? I hear more and more C-levels actually care about that, where I feel like before that was more of a, you know, head of marketing to a head of sales conversation. And I think, or head of demand gen. And I think now that's, it's going beyond that because they know, okay, that's our big, 
go-to-market strategy that marketing's done the work to evangelize within the organization that this is what we're going to do. And so then that becomes a big focus. I have, you know, they're like, I have my sales team and marketing team focusing on this big thing. Okay, what's the impact of that? Right. Um, and so adding that extra layer to see the effectiveness of um, ABM and that strategy is getting, you know, much more higher level attention for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. from Model N, you have, you've refined your your target account list, your, your total addressable market, you know, really down to the right companies, right? Like you really do know, like individually each company, like if that's the right company to target or not. So it is such a fundamental part of the whole business strategy, right? It's not just like you have one person in marketing doing ABM, right? It is literally what you're doing all day long. Um, so to be able to be able to tell that narrative to your, your C-suite, to be able to show the development within those target, target accounts is, is really important. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad it's been going down well. <laughs> and I think, I think the thing I really like about a lot of those um, reports that you're talking about, and at the same time as a full team, you can really draw um, areas to focus on next steps to really create action. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, if you're lacking pipeline in a certain vertical or region for um, or, you know, you're not seeing velocity or maybe you're really struggling in a conversion from, you know, a demo to actual pipeline. Those are all things that can be combated with a sales and marketing tactic or something to remedy it so that you can get ahead of that. And when you are looking that far out from pipeline, that's super important to maintain the health of the business instead of this oh shit moment. Especially when you have a long sales cycle, you you don't have time to do that. You're not you're not like, oh don't worry guys, we'll get it, we'll get it next month. No, you would have been having to do that like five months ago. Yeah, so exactly. you, it is super important for you to look ahead that way and really take action. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's that's actually been an area that we've been uh, developing sort of a new muscle at Model N around thinking about, uh, you know, the pipeline we create today turns into bookings, you know, X number of quarters from now, um, mm -hmm. because we, uh, you know, and being a public company, we're, we're focused on bookings, you know, quarterly goals and next quarter, you know, it's, it's a little more kind of, um, as it as we need to be, you know, focus on on more of what's in front of you. Um, and so we've been sort of building the muscle around thinking a little bit, a little bit further out mm -hmm. from our investment. Yeah. Yeah, and to tie it to together from an ABM strategy, um, we talked about this on a previous podcast with Chanel Narayan from Everstring, and we were talking about how it takes time. And so, yeah, like I think that further than notes, okay, we do need to look more ahead because knowing that these campaigns are going to take time and getting into those big accounts takes time as well. So not only do you have your long sales cycle ahead of you, but even penetrating that account and, and getting engagement will take some time. And, and so that you need to plan for that um, and see how it then can impact you in the future um, and when you should start really, so. Yeah, so one of the things that we were talking about um, before we started was around um, metrics that other marketers focus on, you don't track as closely. And you had an interesting perspective around how you know, Model N with your go-to-market right now, that has led you down a path to focus on a specific set of metrics that may not be you know, exactly, you know, other companies may want to still focus on that, but they might have other metrics they focus on. It's very contextual based on the business. 
Can you, right. can you elaborate on that for me there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one example um, that I was thinking about in terms of, you know, metrics that are just less important to model and given our go-to-market strategy is um, net new leads. So, you know, for some marketing teams, if you have, uh, you know, it's more of an SMB play or you have kind of a broader horizontal software product where you're um, still figuring out, you know, either either truly is broad or you're still kind of refining what what industries are going to be the best fit for you. Um, looking at new names in your database is really insightful and a really uh, useful metric to look at. For us at Model N, it's not actually because we know the companies who are going to be our next best customers. And so our goal is to have a, uh, a fully built out database with all of the key, per all those con of those target accounts, all of the key contacts who are important influencers and decision makers for us at those, those accounts. Um, and then, and then our job in marketing is to go engage them. So if we see, you know, if somebody fills out a form on the website and they're not part of our target markets, we look at it, but we're not spending a lot of time and energy on it because they're most likely not going to become a customer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that I love as well, like kind of tying this back to, you know, what we do in, in marketing operations, it's like that, that whole you're building out everything you need to be able to be that laser focused on your target accounts is so, it's such a mops thing, right? Like I think a lot of companies, they, they, they might, there might be a sales initiative and they might try and lead it and, or they, they might have like different pockets of people kind of talking about it. But where I see it works really well is when marketing operations can really take the lead on that data strategy to be able to um, support the business there. So you do, you really do know, you know, who, who we're trying to target. Do we have all of the right people here? Who are they? Is this data relevant and, and new? So um, yeah, trying to tie it back to, to Mops there quickly. Um, yeah. And one thing you touched on a second ago was um, the, the, the pressures of being a public company. Mm -hmm. um how how has that influenced your your whole opinion and philosophy around data and reporting um versus some of the public companies you worked at previously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think um you know so i think it is very different to be uh driving profitable growth compared with just growth that, that a venture-backed um smaller private company would be looking for um and you know, I think the differences at Model N were, you know, our efficiency metrics are really important. So uh, if you put a, a dollar of marketing program uh, spend in how much pipeline, how much revenue do you get on the other end? Um, and we're, we are just very data driven. You know, there's a lot more interest in these level of metrics um, and this uh, sophistication with how we look at pipeline and the overall uh, trends and the tying of marketing to bookings. Um, there's just a lot of engagement and interest at the C-level in, in doing this. Um, you know, I think because we want to make sure that every dollar spent is efficient and that we're, that we're uh, using all of our levers in order to run the business most, most effectively. Um, I think we, you know, we also have, have really good partners in sales ops and in finance finance ops sort of, that's not what they call themselves, but they're people who are, you know, in finance who really are focused on the same type, but they look at it with a slightly different lens, but same type of metrics and, and data. And so we really have strong partners um, at the company to work with from a, mar from a marketing to finance to, to sales operations perspective. Mm -hmm. um, 
Okay, so I think we're we're trying we're almost getting up on on time here, and I we've saved a really good question for last around, and we we like to give you know whoever's listening to this some really actionable advice, um, and there's just like so much to you know discuss when it comes to reporting and metrics, but when it comes to you know, everything we talked about, which I think a lot of it is around. You know, focusing on the right metrics, revenue pipeline, obviously you can add to that, but that is, if you're not focusing on that as a marketer, you really need to. But like how, if you are someone trying to develop that, right? You're, you're trying, you're still, a, you know, haven't matured to that level yet. What are some really good advice that you could give them on how to take that first step, second step and so on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a, a few, um, a few things I would recommend. So one we've, that we've talked about a number of times in this conversation um, is getting really close with finance and sales ops. Um, so, you know, that's you know, the partnership aspect of it that we've talked about cross-functionally. And then, you know, that's where you're going to get what the bookings targets are. I mean, so as I mentioned, you know, our pipeline model starts with bookings targets. So go find out what the bookings targets are for this year and next year, if you don't have those already. Um, and any quarterly breakdown that you may have, any uh, segmentation breakdown that you may have. Um, to to get you that right starting point. Um, and then secondly, I would make sure that your system of measurement is decided. So even though we've been talking about overall pipeline and, and revenue, I think it's really important to agree on a model of measurement for marketing. So are you going to use last touch, last touch model, multi-touch model? Uh, I know Charlie and I've had this conversation over the years many, many times of what's the best strategy and, and how to communicate it. But I think um, it, it's just really important because if you don't have it, uh, it can make answering really just simple questions really hard. Like how well is marketing mm -hmm. doing? And you're like, well, we have this data and our ads produce this and there, you know, can go down kind of this rat hole. And so I think getting, getting clear on how you're going to measure marketing contribution to pipeline is is really important. Um, and then, and then thirdly, I would say analyze the last couple of years of data. If you have it, you know, get, get into Salesforce or get an analyst to help you get into Salesforce and, um, and, and figure out what the dynamics are of your pipeline, even just for you to understand it kind of yourself and, and maybe start to think about how you might start talking to people about it. You know, how long does it take pipeline to close? What channels are contributing to pipeline? How much coverage do you need to get to meet your bookings targets? And start trying to answer some of those questions. Yeah. So on that second one, I know this is a, the million dollar question, but yeah. and, and every company is very, very different. But do you do you have a strong opinion on or advice on where to start when it comes to defining and deciding what is going to be the way you're going to um, track marketing contribution to pipeline? Yeah, I mean, like no, I, I, I feel like I always and I want to use multi-touch attribution. That is my ideal, like, because it makes so much sense, right? Like, all, especially in a long B2B sales cycle, all these different channels contribute to what's turning into pipeline. Um, but, but digesting a multi-touch attribution model cross-functionally is very hard. Um, and explaining it outside of marketing is very hard. Um, so we still sometimes use multi-touch to understand, you know, which channels are performing uh, well within marketing. It's not something we've been able to use in these kind of broader company-wide conversations or cross-functional conversations. So I, I feel like I always end up at last touch. So that's what yeah. that's what we use. We use primary campaign source. 
on the opportunity um, to get a to to use to do a last touch model. Yeah, I mean, there's there's pros and cons to every single one, right? So really, okay. your north star should be what is everyone going to understand? Because right. you could have the fanciest multi-touch thing going, but if no one understands it, you've you've lost lost the ability to really use that data, and everyone needs to be able to use that data, get on board with it, talk the same language, and yeah. if if or you're spending forty five minutes of an hour meeting trying to explain multi-touch to people, um, that probably could be better placed um, with a simpler model. It's easier to understand. We talk about it a lot, giving you that directional information mm-hmm. that is still yeah. valuable um, <laughs> that you can then yeah, get down to business and with everything with data you have to interpret it you have to try and understand it really try and use it without it's not it's not always going to be a hundred percent on the dot every time Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to understand that and use it in the right way and interpret it um and i think the reason that they all have their pros and cons so that just uh, having one that people understand is just so critical so i like what you said yeah yeah, and having something's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, because if you're spending all that those months like not doing any of that reporting, then it kind of defeats the purpose of trying to push it through. So yeah, and one thing you mentioned as well throughout the conversation is how things have evolved. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you haven't been like, hey, this, yeah, we, this is this get something going. You know, use it, figure out, yeah, yeah. how we can improve it and have an iterative approach. Uh, not you're not like pivoting, multitasking like back and forth. You're just slowly uh, over time improving the model, which I think is it is another thing to think about. Maybe for people getting started, you don't have to over egg it at the beginning, like try and get something going and then you can improve it over time. Totally. And I, I think to summarize, I think this was really great too, because I think a, a lot of marketers are just looking for that one source, like someone to tell them how to do their reporting. And I think one of the things like the takeaways for this that you made it really clear um, to summarize is you know, do your homework, you know, talk to finance, figure out what your bookings number mm-hmm. are. Also think about your go-to-market strategy. Are you doing ABM? Do you have a small set of accounts that you're going after? And, um, you know, or do you have a long sales cycle versus short sales cycle? All those things can really impact the numbers that you're looking at and um, how you're looking at them. And also then the dynamics of how your team is set and um, what drives behavior could also be what impacts how you create that reporting structure. So um, this is super useful. And I think a lot of people listening could take that that alone as a key takeaway for them to then take the next step in developing that structure. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And my pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun to talk. Always fun to talk to you guys. And. This is, like I said, one of my favorite topics, so I could talk about it all day long. It's really yeah, been fun. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two if yeah. you're up for it. Sure, um, yeah. We could dive into, I mean, it's such a big topic, right? There's a, there's so many angles that you can take to discuss it. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we'll see everyone next time the episode of Forward Thinking. See ya. This is Charlie. So if you liked what you heard, hit like on the platform where you watch this. Also, leave a review. Honestly, we'd really, really appreciate it. You can also subscribe where you listen to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, which is packed full of exclusive content, updates for events or courses that we might be doing, all designed to elevate your marketing operations and B2B strategies. See you next time on Forward and Forward It Up.